know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... Hello. Thank you for joining us. This is Dr. Bonnie Benita. I'm with the Valley of the Black Dolls. And on this show, we chronicle episodes and events facing African-American women, their plight, uh, the struggles, the barriers, and how we can become good friends, good people, good role models, good mentors. We also allow emails to come in about different situations that where individuals want suggestions, want solutions, want to offer solutions. And if we ever air your question, your email, your phone call, your letter on the air, and you agree to come on the air with us, we give you an I love, basically it's I heart black, the Valley of the Black Dolls. It's I heart Valley of the Black Dolls. We offer that to you as well. So what I'd like to do today is we got a phone call from Daphne. She had a question and an issue about angry black women. And I call that, that, <laughs> that damn doll, that damn doll diva only because, and it's, it, it cracks me up sometimes because we all face women. We consider that damn diva where They've done some things that have really gotten us upset, that's gotten up under our collar, so to speak. So I want to know whether or not you've had anything that's really gotten up under your collar and then also how you reacted to it, what you did to it, uh, how you were able to get over that situation. We're going to see if Daphne's available to speak with us today. Hello. Hey, Daphne. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? This is Dr. Bonnie Benita, and I'm with the Valley of... The Black Dolls, and I was wondering whether or not you had a moment to talk to us. Yes, I do. Good, good evening. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. So, uh, my producer said you sent an email in about you, your thoughts about black women being so damn nosy and minding everybody else's business, and I was wondering if you could talk with me a little bit more about that today. Sure, I can. Okay, so what what's the issue you have and and how did you come across it and what happened? Can you share that with us? I sure can. I can share. I have funny stories and I have serious stories. I would first like to um, share my serious story with you. Okay, Daphne. Um, I usually do property management and we often rescue young ladies that are in domestic violence. And when I say that they need to mind their own damn business, we had a young lady that wanted to escape. She came to us. We relocated her, got her a job. Her kids were in, got her kids in daycare. And she had a girlfriend who thought that it was better for her to be with her children's father and told him where she was, which resulted in the young lady's death. He came to the house, tricked someone into get, letting him in, and threw the young lady out of the window. And, and she was actually murdered? He, she was, he actually killed her, yes. He murdered her. Okay, and what city and state was this? That uh, city was Chicago. Oh, my God. That's unimaginable. And how were you able to cope with that? And what happened? And why did the f friend feel she needed to tell 
the girl's boyfriend where she was actually located if she was in a safe haven? He went to her, and he, well, he was going to a lot of people, saying that he was sorry, he would never hurt her again, and he wanted his family to be together. But the reason I say that the young lady should have mind her own damn business is because this young lady had decided she was through and she had given him enough chances. And that's why she wanted to go to a safe haven to escape him, to get away from him. Because she went from, uh, people that may know Chicago, she went from the west side and came all the way far south to get away from him. Mm-hmm. But this young lady took it upon herself to decide, no, he needed it. He said he wanted his family. So she told and resulted in the loss of her friend. Okay, let me make sure I understand. So because she did not mind her own business and because she was willing to tell the perpetrator where her friend was, that ultimately caused the death of her friend? Yes. And do you know exactly. whether or not she acknowledged the fact that she did tell and her friend was murdered? Yes, she was. That's how, if you know, it was a big question is how did he know it was an anonymous move? It's like we moved her in the middle of the night and made sure we weren't followed. It was, I mean, it was almost like an extraction of some type. And she was doing well. But she decided to call her girlfriend and tell one of her tell her girlfriend where she was because mm-hmm. we had advised her not to you know divulge her whereabouts that's right that's right but she trusted this lady and this this girl was supposed to be like her best best friend so she trusted her to tell her where she was and, and, and had even invited her over once or twice and you said she had small children as well she had small children as well and they witnessed it and then how old would you say the, the girl that was murdered was? Uh, in her tw- late 20s, around 28, 29 years old. So that that's just unreal. So, so do you believe in that angry black woman syndrome as well, that black women are nasty a lot of times, negative to each other, want to fight, uh, the, the seven deadly sins I call them? Uh, do you feel that that is really... Uh, happening within the African-American family and home? You know what? I do not believe in the angry black woman. Okay. I believe that that's a stigma that has been placed upon the black woman because she has to be strong in a lot of her struggles. Okay. And with her out there persevering and not having frivolous time, people appear that she's angry. But most of the times, she's just serious and focused. Okay. So have you ever had a situation where someone, uh, an African-American female, because that's what we're talking about today, was negative Uh or or negative or nasty or did some things that you thought were deceitful or treacherous and you had to step in and call them on it? I I most definitely have. Um, Being uh, around a lot of females in that line of business, and me having to be that serious woman, I've had a couple of females was like, oh, I hate her. She's so mean. She's she's this. She's she's negative, and she's just angry all the time. But what it was is that I was serious, and I was serious about helping them improve. 
So I had, again, I dealt with a lot of young ladies. I had to pull into my office and sit her down and let her know that it was not anger, that it was seriousness. And when she did things that were not going forward, it was disappointment. That's right. So because I was, I saw something in her that I knew that she could do things a lot better. Well, you know what? That brings me to the point is it's not what you call me. It's what I answer to. I think you can agree with that. Exactly. And I think that sometimes when we're strong black women, we're called bitches, you know, anger, this angry, that we are, we have those kind of connotations and labels. And like you said, sometimes it's because we know who we are and what we're doing and it's taken the wrong way. But a lot of times you have real, not perceived angry black women because they have a chip on their shoulders. Maybe it's because of their weight, they've been cheated on, they've lost a job, they've lost a loved one. There's a lot of reasons why a person can be angry, but you can also turn that angriness around to something positive. You can turn that anger around to something positive, not negative. And what what do you think that you would like to say to the up and coming generation about turning the negativity into a positive thing? To go to a, a quote from, from old people, there's never any losses. Anything that you thought was a loss, it was a lesson in it. So if you can tar- take those times when you were disappointed, when you lost something, or you wanted to, to wanted it to, and get the lesson out of it, then you can make it into a positive, and you would not feel so much of that anger inside. When someone has disappointed you, look at it and find out that that person may not have supposed to have been there forever. And you were just supposed to, they were supposed to be there temporarily, and you were supposed to get that lesson from them and let So if you can start assessing all of the situation or sad and extract what you need from them, you won't be so angry. Well, you know what? That brings me to a reason, a season, and a lifetime. I think that God have people in our lives for those basic reasons. A reason, a season, or a lifetime. So if a friend decides to keep going or to keep moving or to do something different, I am so okay with that because I trust God and what his plan is for me and my life. And I repeatedly ask him to order my steps, and I'm sure you do because I know you are a God-fearing person. I've read your profile, and I've talked with a few of the people that you've managed, and they love you to death. So let me ask you a question. When you're in that leadership role, how do you make sure that you don't have any friends, so to speak? You just want to get the job done, and that's what they said. You don't care about friendship. You want to get the job done. And if you can, guys can be friends later on, you're okay with that as well. How do you feel about that? I, I, I love it because when we're in the workplace, and but to, a, to, to build your team and for them to trust you, one of the basic things that some people don't do, you have to listen. Listen to understand. Don't listen to respond, but listen to understand. And that way, you and the people that you work with can come together and do this thing together. 
And it always works better when everybody feels like they're a valuable piece of the machine. Good, good. And then now, do you have any other attributes you wanted to add? Uh, and then anything that you think that our listeners need to know about just keeping our lives together, making sure we're a positive impact, a positive influence on everybody else's life. Sometimes it's just not about us and who we are and what we do. It's also about being a positive impact on the family, on the community, on life as a whole, as we live a purpose-driven life? I would say that to try to remain positive is first love self. Because once you love self, you can love people around you. You can bring in a brighter light. You can give off a light. People feel that when you have that confidence and your love for yourself. They feel it when you walk in the room. And sometimes just a smile to a stranger can brighten the day. That's amazing. And, that's amazing. and I just feel like that, that would be great. That's amazing. Now, do you have any children yourself? Yes, I have lots of children and loves in my life. Lots of grandkids and even grands. Okay, and then and, and then you have girls? I have girls and boys. Okay, and then have they ever fall, fallen victim to, to any of the issues that are going on around them? They have families in Chicago. Mm -hmm. they, we were, they were born and I was very poor. They did not have a lot of the things that their friends had, but they instilled the education and perseverance and if you fall down you don't stay down it's not that you fall down or how many times you fall down it's how many times you get up <laughs> so keep getting up every time every time you stumble you can fall, scrape them up your knees will heal get up I like that and, and it's okay it's okay to cry it's okay to be sad, but you don't live there. You come out of that once you once you cry and 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 taking that hot bath and get you a cup of tea or coffee is you need. Once you have gone through your morning period, now go there, but don't live there. I like that. Oh my God. I'm so amazed at you and the things that you've accomplished in your life and your children. I've seen your background. I really want to thank you for being a part of the show today. I'd like to know if we could contact with you again because you just seem like you have a lot of wisdom and you can offer a lot to this next generation that's behind us. Is that okay that we contact you again, Daphne? Please do. I would love it. Okay, well, thank you so, so much. And then you also said you had a pet peeve about uh, Kevin Samuels calling black women fat. Do you remember that? Yes, Mr. Samuels. Oh, my God. He thinks that everybody is supposed to be a size two. I would love to see him when he gets about 60 years old <laughs> and, he has a, and he has a bad thyroid or he's developed diabetes or something and that extra weight has come on him since he thinks hey, women are supposed to be a size two or we're not desirable 
Well, you know yes. what? We have something to say about that. First of all, your weight just does not determine your destiny or who you are. So I think we want Mr. Kevin Samuels to understand that and to know that. And I'm sure that he has female relatives in his family. And I'd like to know whether or not he guide them or decide what's best for them by how much they weigh. That doesn't make well, any he, sense. Well, Mr. Samuels has this whole thing about him. And he rating you, are you, are your girlfriends or eights, nines, or tens? And how before, how can you want a guy that's a ten? I, he stay, and he's always about to stay in your lane. And, and I was like, what? And that is so crazy. And he talks about women with children. Mm-hmm. If you got two or three kids, why do you think this CEO guy with no kids want you? He is, he is, he is horrible. Well, you know, at this point, I think we're going to pray for Mr. Kevin Samuels. I think that's what we're going to do because, again, life is about purpose, love, understanding, um, and relationships. And I think that regardless of what your size is, you deserve to have a good, safe, secure relationship and be happy within your relationship. So yeah, we'll pay for we'll pray for Mr. Kevin Samuels. And again, Daphne, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So I'd like to chronicleize chronicle what she stated. I'd like to, to talk a little bit about staying in your lane, uh, about minding your own business. And sometimes we think we know what's right for other people and we don't. We clearly don't. So I'm requesting that all of my sisters, all of my black sisters, my black mothers, my black girls, ask yourself, what would Jesus do before you decide what's best for someone else? So because of a friend deciding what was best for her girlfriend, she ended up murdered, right? And I know you're saying, well, she was only trying to do what she thought was right. What you think is right and what someone think else thinks is right is are two totally different things. Don't ever predetermine that you know what's best for someone else. And let me tell you why I said that. My daughter, when she was young, she got a hamster. And the hamster looked so lonely in the cage, so... She and I went to the Humane Society and got another hamster, placed him in the hamster, in, inside the, the crate with the other hamster so they could, they could bond, so they could have a friendship because he felt like, I, 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 he looked like he was lonely to me. I, I didn't know. Well, about 30 minutes later, the hamsters are going at it. They're boxing like grown men. And my daughter's upset she's crying she's screaming i'm having to pry the hamster away from the other hamster and i'm thinking what the hell come to find out hamsters don't want company they don't need anybody else they're okay with who they are they bond by themselves and just because i was stupid and unknowledgeable of the fact that look leave well enough alone her hamster almost got the life beat out of him. So it brings me back to my point. Stay in your lane, mind your own business because what I thought was best for the hamster was not best for the hamster. Ended up having to get 
two different cages, two different crates, two everything, because they could not live together. They lived alone. They wanted to be alone. So again, as we decide or we think we can decide what's best for each other, let God decide. Let God determine what's best for each other. And before you decide to meddle in someone else's affairs or somebody else's business, just ask God to show you the way. Ask him to order your steps as it relates to your friend, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, uh, members of your church, members in, in the society as a whole, and members in the community, in your family. Ask God to order your steps as you decide what may or may not be best for someone else. Concentrate on your own life and what's best for you. And you've been listening to Dr. Bonnie Benita. I'm with Valley of the Black Dolls. And I encourage all of you to just consider life, love, happiness, and moving the needle forward to make this a happy, safe environment for all of us. You could find us uh, on the web at Dr. Bonnie Benita. You can also look us up on um, you could on Instagram, on Facebook, and if you have a story and we publish your story or call you, you will receive an I Heart Black. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I Love valley of the black dolls and it's basically it's a t-shirt that has an eye on it then a heart then valley of the black dolls it's real real nice and we are offering that up to anybody that we call on the show and they agree to appear on the show and talk about their pet peeves their issues and uh, i've enjoyed you today i really really have and daphne gave me some things to think about especially uh the domestic violence and domestic abuse because I lost my mother to domestic violence. So I understand the plight of women that are going through the struggle. If you know anybody that's going through the struggle, we have resources and we could help. The organization is called Not One More Domestic Violence Victim.org, and we provide financial resources and other informational tips that'll help them bridge the gap between being there but not being there, getting out of the situation, getting your you and your family into a safe environment. We can help. Again, I've enjoyed you today. This is Dr. Bonnie Benita. Good day.